The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 14th chapter. One Sabbath, when Jesus went to dine at the house of a ruler of the Pharisees, they were watching him carefully. And behold, there was a man before him who had dropsy. And Jesus responded to the lawyers and Pharisees, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they remained silent. Then he took him and healed him and sent him away. And he said to them, Which of you, having a son or an ox that has fallen into a well on the Sabbath day, will not immediately pull him out? And they could not reply to these things. Now he told the parable to those who were invited when he noticed how they chose the places of honor, saying to them, When you are invited by someone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in a place of honor, lest someone more distinguished than you be invited by him. And he who invited you both will come and say to you, Give your place to this person, and then you will begin with shame to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit in the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, Friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at table with you. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. He said also to the man who invited him, when you give a dinner or a banquet, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors, lest they also invite you in return and you be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Here is the very first commandment, but backwards. Before me, thou shalt have no other gods. So our Lord says to us, don't dodge me, don't wander, don't go up on your own. Don't get out ahead of me, don't try to lead the way. As if you know where we are going, and you know what's best for you. Instead, you should go where I go, and do as I do. And say as I say, you should follow me. And then as we go, you do not need to worry about a thing. You can trust me. I will make it right. After all, I am the Lord your God who rescued you out of Egypt. And come what may, you are in my hands, and I am leading you to a promised land. About 1,500 years later, Jesus summed up all of that, everything that lies within the first commandment, in just one word, love.
You remember, I think. A lawyer came to Jesus and asked, which is the greatest commandment? And Jesus replied, love. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength and while you're at it, go ahead and love your neighbor as yourself. And of course, that love, our love for Jesus Christ, follows Jesus wherever he goes, even to the cross and the tomb and the resurrection, and then into the church, to the fonts and the altar, and then from here out into the world. So follow me and love me are two ways of saying the same thing. That love is being tested in the gospel for today. It happened one Sabbath when Jesus went home for dinner with a Pharisee. As he sat down, Jesus noticed how folks love themselves more than others. First, there was a sick man. And nobody else thought he was precious enough to heal on the Sabbath. Although, as Jesus points out, they would have bent the Sabbath rules to rescue their own kid or their own cow. Next, there were the folks who rushed in to grab the very best places at the table for themselves because they thought they were better than everybody else. And finally, this crowd is just a bit too pretty for Jesus because you only got an invitation to this dinner if your wounds didn't show. But that's not love. So today, Jesus gives this crowd a quick lesson on what the first commandment really means. First, Jesus hugs and heals the sick man. Jesus squeezes the illness right out of him. Because the Sabbath is made for rest. And nobody can rest if they are in constant pain. Then Jesus rearranges the place cards on the table. Because what matters most in life is what God thinks of you, not what you think of you or what others think of you. And then Jesus edits the guest list for dinner next Sabbath. Next week, says Jesus, don't forget to invite the unpretty, the poor, the obviously wounded, and those whom life has shattered to bits, because that's what I like to do. And if you love me, then follow me, and please don't worry all the time. I will pay you back again on Resurrection Day. So what do we do with all of that? What does that mean for us right now today when we hear before Jesus, 
Thou shalt have no other gods. In theory, it is fairly simple. Following Jesus is the proof that we love him. And loving him means going where he goes and doing what he does and saying what he says. But right now in our world, that path has become fairly painful. Following Jesus is out of style and sometimes even punished. So the temptation today is the same as the temptation back then. The temptation is to cut corners, to dodge Jesus, to wander, to go our own way, and even to go out before him, to get in front of him, to lead him, as if we knew the way to love and life without him. And that, of course, is our pride, which loves me above everybody else. Pride is the very first sin, and it smashes the first commandment, and it's a very bad idea. But what will lead us to life? A few months ago, a very strange story emerged from the World Track and Field Championships in Eugene, Oregon. It seems there is this crazy worldwide phenomenon in which ordinary guys recognize world-class sprinters in the mall, outside airports, on the street, or at a family reunion. And they ask them to race. Somehow, these folks, who maybe ran track in high school, have it in their head that they could beat a world champion if they just had the chance. Which, of course, is the gospel for today. I could whip Jesus if I just had a shot. I could run him down and go way out in front of him. I could lead him. I could go before him if I just had a chance. At the age of 54, Michael Johnson, who was a four-time Olympic champion, has an answer for his challengers. He says, you go outside and warm up. I'll be out in just a minute. And then, of course, he never really goes outside. And maybe with a few minutes to think it over, the guys who challenge him come to their senses too. And that, you see, is church. Today is your chance to come here and think it over. And then to come to your senses. To realize that you have been a fool to think that you could sprint out in front of Jesus and go your own way and still win. So instead, this is a day to repent, to love Jesus and others more than you love yourself, to have your pride broken and forgiven, and then to be loved in spite of yourself, to be pulled back in behind Jesus as he walks us home to a place, a place of promise, that ends with heavenly blessing.
in the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.